Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to CWTG. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. I am so glad to have you back into the uh, digital building. Uh, we're going to be talking about, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a story that uh, reaches uh, dear to a lot of hearts of uh, black Americans, where uh, this uh, uh, deputy, Clyde Carr, uh, said he could no longer serve a system that uh, doesn't give a damn about him or people who look like him. So uh, he committed suicide, and he said that he's had enough of the corrupt uh, racist police system uh, uh, in his life, that he's just done. And so unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, he, uh, he took his own life. Now, we, let's get into this story after we uh, do our dirty laundry, because you know how we got to keep it clean. As I tell you always, that the studios are chilling with Teddy G with the Copyright Act of 1976 under Title 17, Section 107. Allowances is made for the fair use for the purpose such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit education or personal use tips the balance in the favor of fair use. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, so this deputy... Uh, Clay uh, Carr had uh, uh, had uh, supposedly did a a um, video, which they're calling his uh, suicide note, um, about why he's he's taking his own life. So Clyde Acare, who was a uh, Lafayette Parish uh, Sheriff Deputy uh, took his own uh, life on uh, Monday, which was February 1st, uh, because he had had enough of serving a system that does not uh, uh, give a damn about him or other uh, black Americans. In a system of uh, uh, heartbreaking video, uh, Deputy uh, Clyde spoke exclusively about being a uh, black law enforcement officer and witnessing the uh, demonic uh, criminal justice system from the inside, which the 43-year-old said uh, ultimately led him to commit suicide in front of his workplace. Uh, in one video shared by uh, um, Sean King, Carr spoke about the uh, uh, police killing of uh, Botham Jean, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Trayford uh, Pillarin, who was killed by the Lafayette police officers in August of last year. He says, I can't abide by this no more. I, I've I had, I mean, I'm not having anything to do with this nonsense no more. I, I can't take it. That's what he said. If this uh, feels right to you, then there is something wrong with you. This is the farthest thing from being right, as he said. And I have a... Uh, I have footage of this uh, alleged uh, um, uh, suicide note that I want you guys to uh, listen to before I continue with any of my commentary. Let's get right into this uh, uh, supposed suicide note. I've had enough of all of this nonsense of, of serving a system that does not give a damn about me or people like me or, um, I mean, just about life in general. 
And uh, this is my statement. If, if this isn't something to state that uh, this killing that's going on, especially by the police, which I am, I can't abide by this no more. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not having anything to do with this nonsense anymore. Um, call me what you want. Try to discredit me. I have been a stellar, stellar deputy in this five plus years that I've been there. My last email has been uh, sent. It's copied to somebody. I can't be discredited. There was so much as a, one write-up, maybe some reports being leaked. No whatsoever. So it's not, it can't be said that, uh, you know, I was um, a shammer or anything like that, or I, I wasn't pulling my weight. And um, just for contextual purposes, I just want y'all to understand where and what I'm coming from. It's my entire life has been in, in, in service of other people. And it's just dawned on me that this time, as of now, needs to be seized because you don't really give a damn about us. That is the truth. That is the truth. I've served with a full heart in the military. After that, got back into law enforcement, and you have no idea how hard it is to put a uniform on in this day and age with everything that's going on. None. And, uh, listen, y'all entrust me to safeguard your little ones, your small ones, your thing that's most precious to y'all, and I did that well. Y'all trust me with that. I've had security clearance in the military. That's verifiable. If I was untrustworthy, if I was a threat, would they let me guard the U.S. Embassy in Kabul, which I did. I trained Iraqi police, Afghan and Afghan National Police, and that's not it. But I wouldn't have been put in a position of that if they thought I was a threat. But that has allowed me to see the inner working of things, and this is a demonic system, and it's not anything I can continue to serve and want to be a part of. And this is a this is this is this is not right. This is not this is no form of justice. Let's go down a list. Both of them shot in his own apartment. How that work? How does that work? Chilling on his couch. I don't give a damn if he had weed in the apartment. You're gonna execute somebody for that? Oh no, y'all are good for that. You, you you break up families for a plant, this war on drugs and this nonsense. But oh now it's starting to get legal because big pharmaceutical companies stand to make billions off of it and they paid off the lobbyists who in turn have started ushering the way it needs to go for them the countless now ladies and gentlemen before i go on with that not only is he right about both from john and this supposed war on drugs and then he mentions that okay now a lot of it is legal and, uh, and the uh, pharmaceutical companies want to um or will make billions from it Let's not forget, ladies and gentlemen, that the uh, Mzungus <clears throat> are now being plagued with uh, uh, these opioids and it's spreading like wildfire, like uh, uh, crack did. But remember now that it's happening to them and it's happening to their people that it's a um, it's a uh, uh, an epidemic. 
it's no longer a war on drugs when it comes to uh, protecting their own, staying on code for their own. So I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know that I feel some of the frustration that this uh, um, brother is talking about now. I don't feel frustration with the point where I want to uh, do what he did, but, uh, but empathy is definitely there understanding what he's talking about. That's where this point comes in at. So, uh, you know, one thing for us and another thing for them is pretty much what he's saying. People who are doing time behind that. How do you, how do you, how do you even make amends for that? You can't, you can't. This Floyd, Man. Rihanna, this shit is not right. I'm telling you, it's not, I'm, it, 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 if this feels right to you as a person, there's something is wrong with you. This is the furthest thing from right. This is the manner of wickedness that I, bro. And you're getting away with it. When is enough going to be enough for people? Huh? Seriously. Seriously. Y'all are radicalizing people, and then when you they buck and they want to go against the system because it's not for them, you come down on them with a hammer. I, I, I can't, I don't, I don't understand this. I do not understand this. It's getting to the point now, I, let me tell y'all something. Again, I'm gonna go back into it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be wrapping up pretty soon. None of this is happenstance, you understand me? None of this is happenstance at all. If you think it's possible that all of this is happenstance with everything that's happened in this immediate area, no. Pellerin? I don't know all the inner workings of that, but between that and just, man, I, you can hear the frustration, ladies and gentlemen, in this uh, uh, gentleman's voice. You know, which is uh, which is something that uh, uh, we go through on a daily basis. Now, let me say this. Now, that's something that we go through on a daily basis. And let's not forget that uh, uh, this uh, particular black gentleman uh, served in the military for quite some time. So he did. He dealt with uh, all of the atrocities that he saw in the military, along with dealing with the uh, racist issues of serving in the military. Now, these are by no mean excuses for what he did with but I'm going to show you where he is uh, uh, clearly frustrated. And I believe, ladies and gentlemen, and this, I believe this wholeheartedly that uh, uh, being in the uh, military um, is, uh, is a part of the reason of the why that he uh, uh, allegedly, and I'm going to say allegedly, committed suicide. Because we all, we all know too well how that may have not have been the case, but you know, uh, it's, that's the way it's being reported. So that's the way we're going to report it. But, uh, <clears throat> why is it, ladies and gentlemen, that a lot of individuals who commit uh, suicide served in the uh, military? So to me, there's a direct connection, uh, with, uh, uh, your mental stability and serving in the military. 
And I know y'all saying, yeah, there's a lot of people who've done that and they, and they haven't committed suicide. Yeah, okay, well, we're talking about black individuals, ladies and gentlemen, and, and uh, how uh, it affects them, how they were already affected by the, uh, um, the woes of, of slavery, how they were already affected by the woes of uh, Jim Crow, how they were already affected by the woes of desegregation, how they were already affected by the woes of uh, systemic racism, period, in all facets of life. You know, which uh, would bring some people who are not as uh, stable as uh, others to uh, commit uh, suicide. So we're not going to act like he's the first because we know that uh, he's not. And then let's and let's not forget, ladies and gentlemen, that maybe that he's making the grand uh, stand statement of saying that this has to stop, and 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 the death of me is is, is the the tool that I decided to use in uh, order to uh, bring this uh, to the public to the world. You know, which has a pretty profound statement, if you ask me. I'm not saying that that's why he did it, and I'm not even saying that I agree with that. In fact, I don't agree with it, but who's to say that that is not the uh, point in the statement that he was trying to make, which is a, a strong uh, a possibility. We have to acknowledge this fact. Listen, I understand we have a tough job, but we signed up for this. We need help. Help. Because it is, we deal with the bottom rung of society. It does not give us an excuse to just do whatever we want, and that's what we're doing, and we're not being held accountable. And it's, it's just allowed. Not personally in the, the, the environment that I'm in, because, I mean, I don't do normal police work anymore, but I've done it. Look, I was I was on duty the night Middlebrook got killed. That's hard enough to process when you hear that call come out. I was posted up in front of Troop I, setting up a perimeter, and then they called me. Went back to my normal zone, which was south, Youngsville Highway, see the vehicles going by, about to make that notification. Get another call, another murder. All the stuff that took place that night, the guys who were south with me, we got a letter of recognition because we did our job. That was just one night for us. Police officers need mental health because you can't tell me what happened in Milwaukee that should have been caught. That should have been caught. That dude, a dude was like an automaton. He just he didn't have any. It was just completely apathetic. He should have. That should have got caught. That is a failure of leadership. And it's a systemic thing. Look at it like this. He was the senior most person there, okay? The freshest person there, the rookie, he was like two weeks out of FTO. He's not gonna check somebody that's got 10 plus years and say something. He thinks it's the norm. He's just gonna go along with it. And that is the indoctrination and everything. It hasn't happened here, it hasn't been around me. But it, I see how it happens. So all this, this cold or blue silence, no. Nah. Sorry, I, uh, I'm gonna be on the right side of this one. And um, I would rather be considered crazy and whatever they were gonna say about me. Oh, he was under the influence of something. Da, da. No, that is an easy cop out just to say that I am. 
because that's that will then allow a dialogue not to be started. It needs to be talked about. This is this is insane, about to go off the rails. And I I don't want I'm not doing it anymore. Loved my job, loved it, loved every aspect of it. Finally found something I could call my own and made it my own. And uh, but this is bigger than that. And I'm not um I'm not gonna do that. There's no way I can just be like, oh, okay, it's no big deal. No, this is a very big deal to me. This is a tipping point. And just to continue to think that we can just do what we've been doing and just hit the status quo like that and people, no, no, no whatsoever. This is wrong. It needs to be resisted against. And you have an obligation and a, du a duty to do that. Because if not, you're complacent. But as I would be complacent if I continue just doing what I am doing and not saying anything. I've tried to bring things to people's attention, little small things, but you know, it's a system and I'm a small cog in this whole big machine, but I'm, uh, I'm jumping off. <laughs> no, no. Come with me. I don't know. I ain't gonna be around for that. That is on y'all, but I can tell you this. There's more good people than bad. Y'all need to figure that shit out real quick because it's the truth. It is the absolute truth. And if y'all ain't got each other's back, then you're going to continue to divide and conquer and just sow dissension and everything between people who are actually probably making me out a good ally. But this, uh, this, this whole system, this thing that was built on free slave labor, and you, there's no way that this can't implode on itself. It's, we can't continue on. You won't even give us reparations. That's the thing about it. Y'all thinking about money. It's, it's about being decent. And people are so busy calling themselves Republicans and Democrats, they don't even just be a decent person anymore. That is sad. This is a sad state of affairs. We're leaving our children and we're wondering why they're wilding out trying to have augmentation and reassignments at seven, eight years old. This is preposterous. Absolutely preposterous. And y'all let them do it like it's cool. Exactly. Boy, do I agree with that statement right there. I'm sorry that I have to agree with a statement that is coming from uh, a dead man. But boy, did he put that on point right there. I guarantee you if my parents was alive today, ladies and gentlemen, to see these things happening, uh, uh, with with the children of the day, they they would roll over in their graves, and which they're probably doing doing anyway. We got these young children, ladies and gentlemen, that ain't even old enough to decide what they want for dinner, being allowed to make the decision of a a, 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 a reassignment, sexual reassignment. You know, so you you add that and you equate that with what this man is feeling already. Boy, that goes to tell you about uh, uh, about how uh, his, his state of uh, mentality, really, because he just couldn't deal with it. He couldn't deal with the fact that we have nine-year-olds, 10-years-old, 11-year-olds, ladies and gentlemen, who are saying that they were born opposite of whatever it is that they are, that if, I, that if they were uh, born boys, that they, they're... they're a girl trapped in a boy's body. Can you believe that? And more so, can you believe that their parents are allowing them 
to uh, have those type of feelings and, and, and going along with them, this just shows you a wicked, demonic world. This shows you the sickness uh, 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 of this world. It really does. And I don't care about all of the LBG community and everybody else out there who feels contrary to what I'm talking about. This puts y'all in the same category with other individuals who happen to think that what uh, what they're doing is right, regardless to uh, uh, who you are and who you was born with. And, and it ain't got nothing to do with y'all personally. I mean, because if you are if you are a homosexual, you are just that, plain and simple, and nothing more than that. There shouldn't have to be any. Uh, reassignments due to the fact that you feel like you want to sleep with somebody of the same sex. Let's keep that real. Let's keep that 100%. But the demons and the devils, or let's just say it correctly, you know, the powers at B is, uh, is allowing this type of uh, crazy, nefarious behavior to uh, uh, take place. Plain and simple. They're allowing it. And this man is telling you about it and telling you about how frustrated he is with that. You want to be able to get away with shows and be like, oh, well, they're doing that. No, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. So with that said, no sense in griping unless you actually have some things that you can think that you could probably be fixed. There needs to be more civilian uh, oversight, like an advisory committee. I think they need to... Um, have term limits, whether they be appointed or elected, a uh, certain amount of hours for being a, in a ride-along required, um, scenario familiarization, put them through scenarios, because the general public doesn't know what we go through. This is it. That night I described to you, that was that was that was that was a bad night for me. That was a bad night for me, just to carry on. Just, but I was I was I processed it. Police officers are exposed to the debris in the bottom rung of society, and then they're expected to keep a, 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 a stiff chin. It, like, it's not affecting them. It is affecting your psyche. I'm telling you it is. You cannot be exposed to that and not expect it to manifest itself in some way. Nobody calls the police when they're having a good day. It's the truth, right? Domestics got robbed, something like that. Sometimes you need somebody in a uniform. Your bad day, that might be the first call of my shift that I'm about to have another maybe half a dozen of those. And I'm lucky if they're not as severe as this one. It might be worse. Anyway, so I think it needs to be, uh, along with this committee, they need to have standardized training, like whether that be an abbreviated type of academy, but they need to be familiar with uh, procedures. And they need to be um, familiar with statutes as per a specific state. But this is what I'm saying. Like, it, this needs to happen. It needs to almost be based like how everybody was doing their own thing for training before the San Jose model came out. It needs to be structured like that and it needs to be recognized accordingly, like um, across the board. <sighs> Mental health and wellness, they definitely need that. Look, we need, I don't know how you're gonna do it. We get one, one, people get one, uh, psyche valve or just checkup, and that's in the hiring process. And some people have squeaked through because I know some cops that should not be cops, honestly. They just, I don't think they have the, the makeup for it. And they're going to say, oh, he did. No, this, this not, not even night and day. 
whether it be, I don't think annual is good because a lot can happen a year, whether it be semi-annual or quarterly. It needs to happen. And it's, it is in the stigma that is surrounded, it needs to um, be lifted too, because that is insane. We need help. People need help. It's okay to say you need help. You get exposed to a lot going through life. I agree with that. You do get exposed to uh, a lot during life. And you also, I agree with the fact that he's saying that these, these evaluations need to be done more often. But ladies and gentlemen, let's get back to the real point about the uh, systemic racism in the uh, race soldiers that uh, that we're calling uh, cops. These, these uh, people are doing what they want to do, ladies and gentlemen, because of how bad uh, that they want to uh, keep control of uh, black people, how they want to keep the, their foot on our necks, how a lot of these people who uh, he's talking about need these mental evaluations, yeah, but they need them and, uh, and they don't need to be cops. But the point is, ladies and gentlemen, it, it's not the fact that, they, that there's some type of uh, um, uh, uh, mental issue going along with them. No, ladies and gentlemen, they just have a hatred. They just have a hatred. They're demons and they're doubles and they have a hatred for a specific group of people and only becoming a, uh, a police officer allows them the authority to be able to do what's on their mind and what they're feeling, the hatred that they're feeling. That's why they become cops. They don't become cops because they, they, they want to help the public. They, 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 they come cops for other reasons. I'm, like one, they're cowards. So now when you put that gun on the hip, that gives them a sense of bravery. And then when you put that badge on them chest, that gives them a sense of, I can get away with it. Not only can I kill you, but I can get away with it. Not only can I treat you in uh, horrible ways, I can beat you, I can send you to jail, I can destroy your finances, all the things that these things can do when they lock you up, especially, you know what I'm saying, if you are uh, um, a blue-collar worker, you know, you don't make that much money, or you're poor, indigent, or, or, or uh, so on and so forth. These these uh, nefarious uh, uh, race soldiers, ladies and gentlemen, can destroy your life. And this is a lot of the reasons why they become uh, uh, cops, you know? And this is a lot of reasons why these uh, so-called initial uh, psych evaluations that you take when you're hired, that these officers pass through because a lot of these uh, um, uh, these uh, 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 doctors are in cahoots with how you feel or how they feel and what they want to do. You know that they know that these uh, uh uh, officers, well, excuse me, let me get it right, cops, because they're definitely not officers. They know how they feel, and they are in um, connection and in conjunction with that behavior. That's why they pass through these uh, evaluations with the flying colors. That's the reason why they, they are allowed to uh, stay on the uh, force, even though they have uh, um, numerous, huge, large, heavy uh, citizens' complaints against against them, but yet they are still allowed to be uh, remain to be officers. These are your receipts right here, ladies and gentlemen, to tell you that what he's saying is uh, is not because they're uh, they're mentally 
unstable. I mean, which they are for you to have that type of hatred in your mind. I mean, that's just my opinion. But for them to uh, so-called get through the cracks, they ain't not getting through the cracks. The doors are being open for them, just like the doors of the Capitol was open for the uh, rioters and the insurrectionists. Their people. That's the, this situation, ladies and gentlemen, is no different from that. But uh, let's go on and continue to hear this uh, uh, this brother welling out his uh, pain about it. But only life matters. That's it. You get exposed to a lot. I understand it. I've been exposed to a lot. Peer evaluations, and that's not something as far as the uh, along the lines of like trying to like be vindictive, but kind of the uh, maybe um, anonymous red card, blue card thing like we had in um, going through the uh, suction. Um, more transparency. I understand certain things can't be divulged, but. The, the, the public doesn't trust us. We are losing the public's trust. Sure we are, are losing the public's trust. You sure are. We serve at the pleasure of the public. You lose that, you lose your right and authority to govern. And that is happening. Daily. You can't do wicked stuff and be like, okay, well, cool, we're just doing our jobs. Who are you doing your job for? That's, that's not doing your job. That's a cop-out. That is a cop-out. This is something for me. I, I thought it would be better uh, just to add in. Development and expansion of like an explorer-type program. I know they've had it before, but um, kids say they want to be cops, but I mean, we're not giving them a reason to you know do it. And we need to foster more mentorship. And it needs to be like a, more of a, a, some kind of a program to help kids stay on it. Scare straight. Let's bring that back. Let them see what it's like. But also give them a healthy option. Just get them out and just like get them out of their normal hoods or whatever it is. They don't know what else is out there. They, we, we, what we're showing them is the only option we're giving. And then what do you expect? <sighs> Listen, I'm wrapping it up because I've rambled way too long. Uh, didn't even touch on half the stuff I wanted to, but yeah, this this needs to stop. This needs to stop. This is my protest against police brutality and everything else that comes along with it in this broken, wicked, worldly system that does not give a damn about people. I don't know what it cares about, but it don't care about us. It truly don't. It does not. It does not. So I hope y'all do something with that. And then let it not uh, have, no, there's, there's no way that this and the people who are, have been in touch with me this past week and all this stuff, it, is, it, it, it has been confirmation that this is, I mean, it can't. There's no other way that this is possibly supposed to not happen. It is, it was preordained for this to happen regardless of what you may think. And that's, that's, that's on you. I know what I got to do. Search your heart, find out what you got to do. Everybody has a different role to play. This part, this one, this is mine. Wow. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The sad tale of a uh, officer who just said that uh, I'm not having anything to do with this nonsense anymore. Someone who was just fed up.
with uh, the way that this uh, world and the way that these divided snakes uh, of America operate and uh, and feels that he is just not right and then that it's something that is uh, wrong and he can't uh, uh, um, do anything about it. And he, he just said, this is the furthest thing from being right. And uh, he, he, he would not participate in it any longer. And he took his life behind it, you know, which I believe that uh, he's saying that he's doing in order to make a profound statement to bring awareness and knowledge to what's going on. I, I wish that he had a, done that in another way. But let's say this, ladies and gentlemen, we have had other uh, cops who have uh, spoken out against uh the very things that he spoke about in this alleged uh, uh, suicide video um, that has um, that has said to the American public and nothing has been done with it. He's not the first one to uh, speak out. He's just the first one to speak out and then make the uh, profound statement of taking his life behind it. But we've had uh, uh, all too many uh, 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 past police officers who's done the same thing and what has happened. They were, they, they were terminated. They lost their pensions. Their lives were destroyed. Their reputations were destroyed behind speaking out behind this. So he said, if he's going to do this, this is just my opinion. Now, if he said that he's going to do this, then I, I am not going to be around to be subjected to the same things that his br other brothers and sisters who spoke out about it, uh, had uh, against them, had the uh, the nefarious acts and, and plans and plots against them that had happened after they spoke out. He said, I'm going to speak out. I'm going to tell it like it is. And then I'm not going to be around to catch the uh, backlash from uh, the police department and his, his superiors about what happened. I mean, you can only believe that just seeing how we have seen police officers in the, in the past speak about this and we have watched what has happened to them. We have watched in the past how they do their jobs correctly or they, and when I mean correctly, they may do something that a, uh, a Mazungu police officer does and then they get, um, they get punished for it because they did it to someone who wasn't, uh, who was a Mazungu, who wasn't their color. So, uh, I got, I have a lot of empathy for this man and, and I definitely have a lot of, uh, uh, prayers and blessings going up to his family that he left behind, behind this, uh, uh, profound statement that he wanted to make. So guys, please send, send his family, your, your, your prayers, get them, um, blessings. Uh, uh, I mean, get them prayers raining up. So the blessings can start uh, raining down on his family. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. Uh, guys, I ask you all to follow this station and uh, hit that share button. And share this story, ladies and gentlemen, with as many people as you can. Let's build up this audience where we can have a lot more uh, uh, citizens getting involved in uh, uh, these type of situations. So maybe we can spare the lives of, of, of other people before they decide to commit such a, a horrible crime to themselves and to their families. 
So please hit that follow button, hit that share button, and, 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 and by any means, if you can support this station, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please do so with a one-time or a monthly contribution to help keep these doors open so we can continue to bring you stories like this. Uh, these these uh, 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 To keep these doors open, ladies and gentlemen, takes a, a, a uh, financial contributions from uh, my listening audience. That's what keeps these doors open. And the financial contributions are down this year, but I'm expecting them to uh, come back up. I got faith in that. So uh, if you can, ladies and gentlemen, please support this donation. And as you know, every single dollar goes directly back into the operation of this station. That's the reason why the doors is open. That's the reason why we're up to, uh, I believe this is episode uh, 383 or somewhere along those lines. So let's, uh, let's keep these doors open. As I always tell y'all at the end of every other show, ladies and gentlemen, please continue to do your social distancing. Please continue to wear your outer gear. Please continue to wash your hands for 20 seconds or more. Please continue to remove those clothes if you've been outside for any extended amount of time and get the machine washed and get yourself bathed up and freshened up before you decide to relax and chill in your home for the rest of the day. You know, and as I always tell y'all, please continue to take care of that immune system by eating the proper uh, meals, by uh, consuming the proper vitamins and eating the proper uh, vegetables and fruits, nuts, berries and seeds and garlic and onions and, and, and lemons and definitely your G-bombs, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, consume them green. All of these are immune system builders for your uh, uh, immune system will in the uh, will an event keep you from getting this virus ladies and gentlemen if you have a healthy and strong immune system it will keep you from getting this virus or in the event that you test positive ladies and gentlemen that you can get rid of it to little to no medication whatsoever you know so these are the things that i'm asking you to do and i'm asking you to do these things uh, um, because i love you guys that's why I bring you these stories. I bring you these stories because I love you guys. And you know, loving you guys is my food. And Teddy G is hungry each and every single day of his life. Now, until I see y'all guys again, I bid each and every one of you peace, love, and soul.